0: All right, it was a welcome right. to the break bread break bread club. It's kind of a tongue twister. do you call it Breaking Bad Club? No, no, the breaking bread.
1: Club. Oh, I thought I heard breaking. heard it's your it's your voice. It could be. Yeah,
0: but bre- breaking bread is like the makes more sense. Yeah, breaking but, bread. But makes break more bread sense. is from break fest. Well, It's breakfast. So that's that. there's breakfast. Oh, breakfast. Yeah. I see. Sounds like a breakfast, like a or, you're, or like breaking we're, fast. That's
2: a break yeah, we're, we're breaking our fast. Yeah, yeah. but it's a breakfast is what you said, which would be more like
0: Well that's where it comes from. You
2: no, know, a breakfast. Which oh, sounds fast. sounds like yeah, it's like like a fe- we, like a festival of breaks. Uh, we all get together and talk about this is <laughs> a, which one's better? Our fifteen minute break we took at work. Right, disc breaks, drum breaks.
0: <laughs> no, break break bread. <laughs>
2: I, I go to I go to breaks in cars. Kyle goes to like breaks. Like I take a break from work. I take a break. from... <laughs> Different perspectives of breaks, I, I guess, and I guess. So bring breaking bread, though, breaking break. bread is what we're doing, right? Like
1: that's the idea. So not maybe any, maybe we you are with your oatmeal. I offered you guys. You did No, You did. I didn't like that bread. That's not the bread I want to break. No, it's un- it's actually quite tasty. I believe it. It's like it's like black coffee. Edible.
2: It's like black coffee. Once you start drinking it, and you get used, like you you wean yourself off of the dependency of sugar and junk, then you actually can enjoy but
1: food for what it is. Black coffee isn't lumpy and chunky though. Yeah, there's more to oatmeal than yeah the taste. It's that tex- that texture. I see. Mm. I can see you're faking it. It's so good.
2: <laughs> I feel my body get stronger. Oh yeah, as I eat it. That's the mucinex. I it could be. It could be. I feel way better than I felt yesterday. Gerald was giving me a bad time because I spent a small fortune at Rite Aid yesterday. and Because it was like $70 I went to Rite Aid. My goodness. And I bought like cough drops, like cough medicine, like sleep time cough medicine, daytime cough medicine, emergency. And Gerald's like, you should just stay at home. And That's- i it's like, I think I make more than $70 in an entire day. And I feel better now today. So I think I made the right call. Yeah? Yeah. And I bought some different nighttime medicine. Not just It's by Vicks, but it's not actual NyQuil. And I didn't feel like I was in a fog this morning. Because like, you take NyQuil, oh, yeah. and the next day- it It's like a bus. Right. It's like, I don't know if i am actually- like I don't know if a good night's sleep was worth feeling like I'm dazed and confused the entire next day, so I don't... Know I have that. crazy dreams when I have NyQuil.
1: Really? Yeah. You dream about accidents, and you're like the hero yeah. that comes yeah, in yeah. and saves people? Yeah. Doing front flips and back flips right. and saving bait, burning buildings.
0: Building. Running through the jungle. Yeah. yeah. Swinging on vines. I don't know the last time I've taken, like, I took NyQuil. I just...
2: You haven't been sick in a long time, then. No. Yeah. NyQuil is one of those things that you feel like it's a good idea at night. Like, you're like, oh, I'm all congested, and I
1: can't yeah. sleep. <laughs>
2: that was a good cough key right there. And then we
1: uh, then you wake take up
2: NyQuil, and, like, and it feels good. Bad you're, choice. Right, and then in the morning, you're like, why did I take NyQuil? Yeah. I don't think I feel better. I think I feel worse. So Really? At least you made it through the night. Right. You guys are like, well, I got, Whoa. I got good sleep last night at least. So, that's why you guys... Only one of us can eat oatmeal. Be crazy.
1: we were throwing spoons around.
2: (laughs) My wife watched us last week when we were eating. I was eating a muffin and Gerald was eating a muffin while we were talking, and she's like, "Why are you guys
0: chewing gum? You look horrible." (laughs) Did you tell her the name? It's Break Bread Club. Well, she she heard the whole thing. Oh,
1: I was breaking bread.
2: Well, oh, Gerald man. said "break bread," but I think it should be "breaking bread." Yeah, I mean, I don't. It sounds better. Yeah, I'm not I'm not bread. worried about what sounds better. I do. <laughs> I can't even break bread is a tongue twister. Breaking
1: bread flows.
0: Breaking bread club. I mean, no, it definitely comes off a lot easier.
1: Kind of hard to understand what you're saying when you say "break bread." Break bread. I know. It's like grape bread.
0: Grape. Yeah, but I mean, every every new like word or. Statement If it's like new to the world, it's gonna sound those aren't new words, yeah. Wait, those... put it better together, break bread like breakfast. Someone came up with that, and like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, we're breaking my family. I don't think
2: and break bread, bread is ever gonna be a thing. Be really
0: like, I see with that attitude, <laughs> that's the same thing that the breakfast guy said. Uh, someone came up with breakfast, and someone's like, This so you're trying to be uh, a pioneer. You're trying to, like... I'm always trying to be a pioneer, uh, had a kid, always trying to, like, just what would make sense? would well, be a visionary, yeah. Just, Oh, that's hot. Uh, yeah, when you put it in one of those, it stays hot. It does stay hot. It's good though. It's a real thing though. It's like you're being a pioneer. It's what we're called to do. I feel like. Really? Are we? I thought we were yeah. ca- called to be followers. I know, but being a follower means you have to pioneer your life into the presence of Jesus. I it doesn't come natural. Well, it doesn't come
2: natural. It doesn't so that like pioneer, it's you're not boldly going pie- where no one's gone before. You're- no. You're boldly going where Jesus went
1: before. Are you a pioneer if you do what the culture doesn't do? Yeah. Because you're going against it? If you do what the culture doesn't do, are you being a pioneer?
0: We should look up the word pioneer. Oh, they got my phone right here.
2: Okay. I would say no. I would say you're a pioneer if you go where people haven't gone before like that's my idea of what a pioneer would be yeah maybe i need to figure out what a pioneer is like you're going to a new it. land oh yeah and well what's the dictionary say webster's dictionary not not inside not like wikipedia yeah, i know make it up
1: a person who is among the first to explore or settle a new country or area right yeah. so there's no more pioneers <laughs> So there's no more... I mean, if you were settling Antarctica, you would be a pioneer. But people have been
2: there. But they haven't settled there. So you'd be among the first people settling there.
0: So so it says a member of an infantry or group preparing roads or terrain for the main body. I don't know. I feel like you can, you can use pioneer in a lot of context.
1: Person or group that originates or helps open up a new line of thought. Or activity, or a new method of technical development. Yeah, but your new new line of thought. But, but only Christianity is... is not a new line of thought. To some people, it is.
0: Right to to someone who is not in Jesus,
1: that's it's new. a it's a new new way of living, new... new way of thinking. It's pioneering. Right, you're pioneering their life, pioneering for yourself.
0: That's what that's what I said. It's pioneering.
1: But it's
2: not really pioneering because somebody's already done it. Like thousands of years people have lived the Christian
1: life. But not John Doe that's never heard of Jesus. It's new to him. Oh, that's better. Mike was walking you. your face.
2: I suppose I suppose you could you could make the argument that you're pioneering, I guess, for your for yourself.
0: Because don't we like in Christian contexts? is in, like a patriarch like you usually they like, go like oh they're the first in my family they're like the patriarch of the Christians, like
2: yeah like the first there's the first person in the family that's gone to college yeah. are they a college pioneer, right sure okay well I mean in that context then that's yeah I mean like the... we're called to be
1: pioneers in that context yeah well we got that figured out that was a really big deal
0: exactly what I just started with yeah we can end it now yeah you know. break. <laughs> You take clap off yet. Yeah. So anyways, I feel like we're called to be pioneers. I feel like we are called in our own lives reworking what it means to be a Jesus follower. Because some things aren't, some things, even though they're, they're there, I don't think in, in certain pockets of community, they've never been there. So someone's got to establish it. And it might not be new to the world, but I think in communities, it might be like, that's strange. It's like, actually, it's nothing new, but it feels like pioneering. I suppose that's true. Like
2: the idea of like, um, well, the idea of, of even I'm going to not be focused on myself and on greed, right? Like we wouldn't say it that way, but I'm not going to be focused on things of this world. I'm not going to be focused Mm -hmm. on how to get more would be a weird idea
0: right well i think i've shared the story before with you guys with like when katie and i started praying at home like that <laughs> was like such a bizarre that was weird In, to pray at home together like outside of like an emergency or outside of like or a like an organized camp. gathering uh, yeah yeah like this is what does that look like for you and katie it's changed over the course of of time um, now typically we turn a bunch of stuff off we sometimes we put on music sometimes we delve. We have little kids so now um, with with kids we try to give them like a framework of what we're doing um, so we put on a, a timer of sorts um, to so then they can know when they're supposed to be engaged and not engaged um, and then we just pray. Spend time in prayer. Like, are you? So, so we do like uh, individual prayer, but we're all doing it collectively. We're all
2: so you're you're praying together individually.
0: Yeah. So we we give you know 10, 15 minutes of that. We're just walking around. I walk around. Kay usually sits on a couch, reads, prays. I walk around, and then my kids. We give our kids like guidelines. Again, they're kind of smaller, but now they're getting bigger, and we've done it for. A handful of years now, so they kind of understand the the flow of it. Um, and then yeah, we just let it go, and the timer goes off, and then we come together, and then spend another ten minutes praying together. So we pray for one another. We pray for I don't know.
2: How often do you guys do that?
0: Um, I would say twice a week.
2: Do you like do it on specific days, or do you just kind of do it as
0: no? Well, specific days on like depends on like the season we're in. Cause like we, everyone has a schedule to an extent. Like there's some things that repeat themselves week in and week out. So then we typically then move around like, okay, this is the day then that we're going to. So we're not like stuck to a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are mindful of like what are our free days and those are the days that we're going to. Um, so right now it's, um, <clears throat> like Saturday night or Sunday night for sure. And then Tuesday or Thursday. So those are kind of like our floating days that we kind of like, okay, where are we at? What's going on this week? Yeah. So that's usually, yeah, twice, twice a week at least. Yeah. So that's cool. But then like it, that for our lives, like talking, speaking of pioneers, um, when Katie and I were first married, like none of us, we didn't know that. Like that, that's not a habit that we were, like practice through like we were told about being people of prayer mm-hmm. but we'd never like i've never seen it modeled besides church moments or like you know someone's in the hospital you like stop and pray yeah. right. quick emergency moments yeah but like just to be people of prayer like hey let's just pause and bask in the presence of god and pray like that was not something we've ever really known for our families and i, I didn't grow up as a christian and katie's Family didn't have like habits or practices like that, and I don't think prayer was something that was really modeled for her. <clears throat> so, like, the first time we did it, I was like contemplating this that reality of like, we're supposed to be prayer, like, we're supposed to be people of prayer. Um, and so I awkwardly turned the TV or paused the TV, we we're watching something, I was like, we should pray. And I remember, like, <laughs> that moment, like, it was awkward for me, mm-hmm. even though I knew like this is good, it's strange. It's
1: so because you're going, you're going against what is comfortable and what
0: you yeah, guys are used I've never to. It. Yeah, like I'd be i will be honest. You're like, why right now? <laughs> yeah, this isn't a, is a moment. Yeah, this is just like ordinary life. I don't, I don't know. It was strange for me, and then I it was strange for Katie. I remember her looking at me and like, right, like right now. And but now but, it's normal. Oh yeah, now it's like hey, it's cool now. Um, it's normal for our kids. Yeah. Like how easy our kids um, just, like they just, that's what we do. Yeah.
1: What do you feel like changed in your guys' life and marriage once you guys started doing that?
0: <clears throat> yeah. You know, the the biggest thing that we had seen happen when we've practiced prayer like this on, on a regular basis. And it didn't start off, it had, like we did at that moment, I remember early on in our marriage. And then it was still took a while to gain traction. For sure. Because it was so weird. Yeah. And even though in that moment I felt spiritual, like, that was cool. And then, like, I, like, kind of let it go. So it's been, like, a work in progress. I, I think the coolest moment that happened to us is we were arguing about finances. Mm. So several years ago. Mm. And, and not, like, arguing, but, like, we we're just in opposite ends of, like, what are we going to do financially? and we like, were just trying to explain to Katie why she was wrong. Exactly. No, exactly. Um and I remember, like in the midst of that, we're we're you know learning and, and kind of gaining traction in, in our prayer life, like this as a family and individually. And we we would spend time talking about things after dinner, typically. And um, one night we started talking about finances again. And for Katie, it's it's like this hard thing. Um, and for me, I'm like trying to figure it out, frustrated. So we're both frustrated. And but it was, like, the coolest moment was like when we started talking after practicing prayer for, for several times. So it like takes time, but it was, it was super cool. We started talking and like the way the Holy spirit brought us together. Yeah. Even though we weren't like, we hadn't really talked about what we like our desires, um, in that capacity up until like that moment. And, and that was like such a cool way. Yeah. Cause Katie's like, I've been praying and I've been, and she was sharing, And then it's almost like I started hearing for the first time, like, oh, we're saying the same thing, even though we're like coming about it in different angles, like we're saying the same thing. And it was such like a surreal moment for us that I realized like, okay, this prayer thing isn't for like in moments, like this prayer thing is for me to learn and to be like cultivated into a person of God um, that like really became like just instrumental Mm -hmm. for, for the way that. I see like what it means to be a follower of yeah. Jesus. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think that's a I think that's a really important thing what you're saying there is because I think we view prayer as something <clears throat> that is that's like a magical thing,
0: yeah.
2: right? Like um Becky was telling me last the other night she was reading about how um you know the, the well, so it started with I was sh- I was showing her this reel of a crazy person that was, like, at somebody's gate. And they had, like, these wild, crazy eyes, and they were, like, trying to get into their yard. And they were, like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And, like, the crazy person was. And um, I was, like, that's kind of crazy. Like, was, like, this person looked demon-possessed. And I was, like, it's crazy that they would be saying that, right? And then Becky was, like, yeah, but remember there's the disciples that try to cast out the demons and they get beat up. And then there was the ones that like, then later there was the one that goes to cast out demons and they're like, Hey, we know who Paul is and we know who Jesus is, but who are you? And then they like fell upon them and beat the tar out of them. There's power in the name of Jesus. Right. But only when you are connected to Jesus. Yeah right like the G, the name of jesus is not a magical voodoo word that you can say jesus and it's like something like a genie yeah, appears just whenever whatever. you want right and i think we view prayer like that though right like we can just m- turn it on and off right like we yeah. don't have to be a people of prayer we just we just when when we're in trouble when we're in a jam yeah right then we get then we
1: pray yeah it was like and, like gerald said and in- in moments that are expected to be, to pray in like spiritual moments or in emergencies, right. But in our day to day, everything in between, it's ourselves. We rely on ourselves, right. We we got this, God. Yeah. We rely on our own understanding, and then we get
2: frustrated when prayer doesn't work. Yeah. "Quote unquote," right? Because yeah, it's <laughs> like, well, I pulled out the magic <laughs> prayer. Ravid, yeah. Ravid Why didn't it work in the moment? The right. Cheney. I prayed today about this. Why is, it not, why is God not performing what I wanted? But the, way the reality is when we're in prayer constantly, when that's part of our lives and that's part of who we are, it's changing us and molding us into the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so that way when we're in a moment, like what Gerald just described with him and Katie about being apparently on opposite ends of finances, but when you're in that moment and you're being changed, you're actually coming together and you recognize we're not on opposite ends. We have a greater understanding because we're allowing ourselves to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and we're we're being remade into the image of Christ through constant prayer and reading of Scripture.
0: Yeah. And there's been, I'm sure there's probably other moments, but that was like the first moment that became like just like that. Again, just my eyes were kind of open to it. Like, wow, this this whole prayer thing works. Yeah. And not because it created answers, but I think it, on both of our ends, like realizing like it it changed us, it transformed us. And I don't even know if we were saying new things. I think just like the spirit. You
1: just invite the spirit and it give,
0: gives you a different understanding. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what happened because it was like, we weren't even trying to say new things. Yeah. I think it was just, we happened to say the right words. That And we're like, wait a minute. And it turned into like this pivotal point. And we've had multiple things like that with our families and just, you know, with our kids, with ministry, what we're going to do for life. Like, I think we've had multiple moments where because prayer has become so, um, such a practice and a habit, um, and not, not I, I, back to that thing of like, it, it's not this thing of like, well, we are going to pray now and we feel like it's going to transform everything but it's like we believe that God's going to honor and lead us, lead us in yep. the right direction. Um, and it takes, takes you know, <laughs> spending time in the presence of God that we have just felt like just an immense shift in the way that we perceive life more so than life's actually changed for us. So it's just kind of interesting. Well, you, I'm sure
2: you've heard that before, right? Where they say a couple that prays together stays together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, be- the, the reason they say it's just because it's like, it flows. It's like a nice slogan. Yeah. It's a good refrain. Right. Right. <laughs> but I think people get that confused again, right? Like they're thinking if the act of praying is going to somehow make our marriage stronger. So if we pray together over dinner, like,
1: well, yeah. then we should be good. Right. Like yeah. we'll never get a divorce. So like, well, no. that's Again, that's one of those expected times that you. Right. Pray. Right. Right. Right.
2: And it's not even like, a, so there's no formula, right? Like, Because I could I could take what Gerald was telling me about his his family prayer time mm-hmm. and go, okay, well, that means I'm going to set a timer for 15 minutes yeah, and we're all going to pray. <laughs> Turn off the TV. Right, and then I'm going to set a timer for 10 minutes and we're going to pray together, right. right? So I got a 25-minute time block that we're going to set aside to do this. And I break it down into this formula and then it's not working. I'm like, well, why not? And he's like, well, because you're chasing something other than God, mm-hmm. right? And I think if you pray together because you are like, well, we got to pray together because we got to stay together. It's like, well, you are missing the point. That's not the reason, yeah, you pray together because you want to see yourselves trans. When you both want to be transformed yeah. into the image of God, and you are praying together for that reason, yeah, yeah, you are going to stay together because you are both being transformed into the image of God. You are both learning how to love
0: and to serve each other. Yeah. I would, I would say. If you, if someone started prayer just because they were seeking a better life, I would be okay with that because eventually you're going to get tired. And then I think it reveals like, okay, why are you really praying? And then I'd be like, okay, at least you know why you're praying. Cause then you'll be like, my marriage isn't fixed. or like, my job still sucks. I'm done praying. It's like, well, that's why you were praying. <laughs> you okay. weren't praying for the Lord. So like. I don't know. I feel like I'd be okay if eventually it fizzles out. Yeah. Why not? And I say that. Which may lead them to the real reason why they need to be praying. Exactly. That was exactly what I was. So I'd be okay with that conversation. And I I always tell, um, we do do, uh, a church gathering in our house. And I always tell them, like, I think sometimes in faith, we have this thought of like, well, faith is moving countries. Right. Faith isn't becoming a missionary or becoming a pastor. Um, and I always tell them like faith is, is like realizing that nothing in this world can fill us. And it's spending time in Jesus, like following yeah. Jesus. Like that's faith because we actually don't need a lot of faith. Jesus makes that pretty clear. Like if we have a little bit of faith, we can do a lot of things over time. Yeah, And I think, I think the prayer and reading scripture in in this hope of becoming more like jesus and spending time in the presence of jesus like is that i don't know if you can spend time in prayer on a regular like in in a quality amount of time without eventually going why am i doing this yeah
2: well maybe but there is i mean there is a danger um like the pharisees like you you had um Jesus tells the story, right? The Pharisee that's praying and he's like, um, "Thank you, God. I'm not like the this tax collector and blah blah blah." Right? Yeah. And he's praying to be seen. So I think you can spend time in prayer when you're doing it for the wrong reason, and it's and it's actually hurting you because you're you're praying for your own purposes, whereas the the tax collector, right? That he is in that same story. He's like beating his chest and he's like, God, I'm unworthy. And and, and Jesus said, who goes down to his house justified?
0: Yeah, but I, I think the Pharisees had so much more going on than just like one. I would say, again, I think you have to pair it with scripture. I think if you're reading scripture, you're going to read things like that. I think the other aspect, too, is I don't know if you could pray on your own. Like we, Katie and I have been doing this for years. I think, I think in the last year is probably the most we've talked about it, but we've been doing this for years. I don't know if we could have sustained it for years if we didn't care to like, if our desire was just for people to see that we have a family that prays. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I understand what you're saying.
2: And I agree with you that for the most part, people are not going to, um, continue in prayer if they're not serious about prayer. I I agree with you. I'm just saying that there there there's a danger of thinking that just because I pray that I'm going to become more spiritual, if you're praying for the wrong reasons, you may not it may not change it's not going to change you at all and at some point you have to have a reckoning and and hopefully you do right you have that reckoning of saying, why am I bothering with this because it does it's not a magical right? Formula.
1: Well, I think that comes back to what Gerald was saying. Of eventually, it fizzles out, and then you're you're realizing you were doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I agree. And then, what? And then, maybe you have that breakthrough with the Lord, and or maybe you don't. Yeah, either either you go, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I yeah. have a breakthrough, or
2: you go, um, maybe this isn't for me, or you go, people just need to pay more attention to me.
0: Yeah, because I always tell, I always tell our church body like in regards to prayer or reading scripture <clears throat> because i think i think the reality is our heart's desires typically aren't jesus's desires so i think when we start becoming like quote-unquote spiritual i think eventually our hearts are like this is stupid <laughs> and we get to this place where we go it's not worth it mm. this is hard mm-hmm. like to, to establish a habit of prayer and i'm not talking about like a quick prayer before bed and a quick, like I'm talking about like spending time yeah. before the presence of God where no one else cares. Like no one else seems to really like no ones are cheering you on. This isn't like a corporate rape right. gathering where we're like, Oh Lord it's so good. Like we're encouraging you. Like this is like in moments where you, it's just you by yourself yeah. and the weight of the world and work and marriage and children, like all these weights and you're like, I could be doing so much other things yeah. than just like spending 30 minutes praying you do that often enough, I think eventually your spirit's going to be like, this is stupid. Yeah. And I always tell him, like, do it until it hurts and then keep doing it. Because, because what you're telling yourself and what you're telling your spirit is I'm here because of Jesus and not because I'm hoping my life becomes better because I'm doing this spiritual thing. And I, and I think I, I would be hard pressed if I were to say, how long have you been doing it? And you've told me I've been doing it for five years. I would be hard pressed to be like, and you and you're still hoping for a better life? If if I don't know. I don't know if I've met anyone there then, anyways. And and so
2: Well, I saw I saw a thing <clears> that kind of reminds me of this a little bit. Because I think you grow in your faith as time goes and you realize, um, I'm not a Christian, I'm not serving the Lord. So, like you said, like that I can have a better life. I'm doing it because it's the right way to live and because God loves me because Jesus is my savior and he is my Lord, right? That's why you do it. I saw this thing, um, cause I was, and kind of convicted me. He was, uh, he was talking about how, um, in Exodus, God says that he's going to drive out the inhabitants of the land little by little, right? He's not going to do it all at once. Right. Because that's what's better for the children of Israel. If he took them out, if he drove out the Canaanites, and um, you know the whatever the other mm-hmm. otherites were there, they that were inhabiting the promised land before them, immediately it would be overrun, and um, it would actually be harder to settle than if he drove them out little by little. Um, but these were the enemies of of the children of Israel that he was talking about so we look at things that i'll say like our enemies or we look at things that we see as a bad thing and we go god we want you to fix it right now so we pray Mm -hmm. and god says no this is actually a good thing for you this is a good hard for you because i'm driving out really i'm driving your flesh out little by little and if I was to just answer all of your prayers immediately and I didn't and God didn't let us struggle through yeah. maybe we would have what would appear to be a better life here, right? So we don't have illnesses, we don't have cancer, we don't have death in our family, we we have prosperity, we don't have financial problems
1: we have this expectation that every time we pray, God will in- answer instantaneously. Right. And then we would have the good life. So we are praying for selfish purposes yeah. for our own like reasons. We, what
2: we want, what we want. Right. And God says, no, that's not what I want for you. What I want for you is for you to be transformed, to be to be in the image of God, to be mm-hmm. an image bearer of the Lord. And in Jesus was a man of suffering.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, and and I don't think that's something that we like to talk about too much, or when we do, we have this idea that that meant that Jesus was just carrying our suffering, which he was, mm-hmm. right? Like on him was laid our suffering, but but he was just a man of suffering. He understood the suffering. He was acquainted with grief, and and I think that's not a popular or something that we like to dwell on too much. But there's a lot that we learn through grief and we learn more through grief and we learn more through losing yeah. than we do through winning. Yeah. And so our things that we think are bad, that we want God to just snap his fingers and fix for us, are actually probably some of the things that are actually really good for us that God's using to change us and to renew us. Right.
0: Yeah. And in, in, I, I think obviously like different communities take different ways of teaching people how to follow Jesus. I, I would say like for my community and the people typically that I hang out with, um, I think sometimes we confuse or we have this idea of like, well, if I study and hear enough commentaries and sermons, like I will become more in the image of God. Which I think those are all beneficial. Like, we're called to be, um, you know, theologians, studiers of the word. <clears throat> but I think, too, like, we are, scripture is very adamant, like, but we must take moments where we just meditate on the word of God and, and we don't need more knowledge. We don't need someone else's wisdom and breakdown of the word anymore. Like, we just need to sit. And go, okay, God, what I do know, what what does that mean? And I think I think we use church sermons in this way of like, well, I need to hear what I'm supposed to do with this stuff. And that sermon becomes like our way of life. Like, oh, I heard it in a sermon once. Like we'll say that. That was our guideline. More often than we go, yeah. I mean, I was just, we were praying, and that's just what we decided, like over time. And and like I talking you know using that example with katie and i it wasn't even things that we realized like i i think we we know they came from prayer but it wasn't like these moments where we're just like we were praying and god spoke i think it was over time where we just the way we thought the way we heard things just shifts um and it wasn't this like well we prayed and we felt god tell us to do it it was like we've been praying and praying and praying and praying and we, i don't know this is, just feels good and we're like, like going to trust the Lord. um. It, but, but we, again, I, I don't know how many of us actually sit and meditate and go, okay, God, what I do know and what you've said in your scripture, what does that say? And allow God to actually be the one that like leads us into wisdom. Sermons do. And pastors do. Very few of us are like, yeah. oh, well, this is what the word says. so I'm going to do it. Usually it, it it's the other. It's the statement of like I heard in a sermon once. So that's why I do this. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Which again, there's the. I, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I. It's just
1: I think but it can't be the basis of why you do things. When you say, that, I'm not saying that there's not
0: All right, nothing there's, wrong with that. There is something wrong. You're using <laughs> double <laughs> negatives yeah, <laughs> that you're saying there is something. There wrong is wrong something wrong with that. that. I, if if huh. our walk with Jesus is based off of other people's sermons, uh, there's something wrong. with Yeah. I think sermons are great to to bring wisdom but but it that wisdom should lead us into God's wisdom. It should build us into the image of God and be people that rely more on scripture, more in in abiding and dwelling in the presence of God so that we can be so that we ourselves can be people of wisdom. Um instead we I think we cherry pick other people's wisdom. And we're like this is <laughs> And we live off of other people's wisdom, which I think then you have this collective bunch of like weird fruit of other people. Not even your own, which Jesus is pretty clear. Like, I want to give you your own fruit and your own way of life. And instead, you're, yeah, I don't know. So, but kind of bringing it back to the the thing with Katie and I and being pioneers. I don't, I don't think that's what we model becoming a follower of Jesus looks like though like I don't know if that's really what we're taught is learn how to spend time in prayer Um, like how many of you guys uh, just put you guys on the spot how many of you guys have like a like prayer closet or prayer closet I mean Jesus says go into the Uh, the closet like how many of you guys actually have a and Jesus is adamant, like so, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Pray. So for me,
2: I, I I do I I would say I did have it modeled a little bit for me. Growing up, I would if I got up early, I would see my dad out in the morning reading his Bible and in prayer. And sometimes I thought he was just asleep, but maybe he was. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, too early, right? But um. But he was probably praying, though, right? Yeah. Um, well, I know he was praying at least some of the time. Uh, so, I, so I would say I, I did see a modeled in that way for me growing up, and that is that is what I live out. So I think that is something that's interesting and unique um, to think about, like, I guess an encouragement for you, Gerald, what you're doing with your, your sons and your daughter <laughs> is something that they will see... And they will; it will affect the way they yeah. pray when they grow up because that's how I pray. Um, so I don't. Um, I will. I'll be honest. I'm not great. We go through seasons where we've, you know, been really intentional with our kids of pulling them together, and we, you know, uh, pray together and pray for each other together, um, and we read scripture together. Like we've gone through seasons that we've been really good about that but I would say I'm not probably you're a better example in that of doing it consistently than I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we don't do it every day. We don't do that or not even every day. We don't do that every week. Um, there was times that we have and then there's times where we haven't, but for me personally, what was modeled to me and what I do live out is that time in the morning to spend with the Lord. Um, and I'm not gonna say I'm perfect in doing it every single morning because there's mornings yeah. when I haven't, but that's my that's what I try to purposefully do is spend that morning time, that extra half hour in the morning to get up and and, and be in prayer. Um, wouldn't say it's a necessarily a closet that I go into, but right. um, but it's it's being alone before the house wakes up um, and, and being in prayer. And I think that that it does matter. And, and it is change who I am
0: <clears throat> yeah and and I think like you were saying for you like whether you do it right or not or whether you could improve I think you seeing it done it's it's something that you then can like fall back to and be like it like I've seen it done I know what it looks like and I think that has such impact um I've been I've been thinking over the list last week or so of like um and we've talked about it in various moments but we typically don't those aren't the things that we are truly focused on passing on like the and those are fundamental i think
2: yeah i would i mean effects of I, following jesus i would I, I guess the thing i would say is in that and we've talked about this in the past before gerald which i think matters because We have kids, right? And so you you do think about, like, what am I passing on to my children? And I would say that I think the things you pass on to your kids are not the things that you are thinking you're passing on to your kids. Like, my dad didn't wake me up and say, hey, come see what I'm doing. (coughs) Right? It was just he became somebody who cared about reading his Bible and praying in the mornings. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, um. You don't have to tell your kids like you like, you like soccer. You like the girl football. You like soccer, and you don't have to tell your
0: kids. The girl football. I was confused there for a moment. Yeah, you're you're describing soccer. I'm describing soccer. Yeah,
2: the real football is what it is. Yeah, not handbag. I mean, I don't know. It's like, I saw a thing. <laughs> Just a quick little detour. I saw a a video. It was like this kid he's up to bat playing the little league and the, the pitcher throws a wild pitch. And like, I don't even know if it hit him in the back, but maybe barely grazed him. And he like throws himself <laughs> down and he's like, ah! and the captions like in that moment, little Johnny knew he was destined to be a soccer player. <laughs> so, so, but you, you like soccer yes.
0: yeah.
2: and, and you're not like a soccer fanatic, but you like soccer. Um, You don't have to tell your kids, Hey, we like soccer in this household, we don't like baseball, right? Like you don't you're not a baseball fan, but you're a soccer fan, right? And and Kyle, you're the same way grow when your kids when you start having kids, like you're not gonna have to like be intentional about making sure that your kids know that you like soccer and how they should appreciate soccer.
1: I tell Courtney it's going to be project messy as soon as we have a, right. a, a kid. That ball's going to be right at his, right. his or her feet. And right. He's going to have, he's gonna he or her, are going to have a soccer pillow yep. in the crib. Yep. and Yeah. I'll whisper, like, little plays into their ear, his, yeah. his or her ears. You just have soccer games played yeah. in the nursery all the time. Being their subconscious. Right. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> but...
2: You don't. You don't have to be intentional about teaching your kids what sports you love. Kids like the sports their dad likes, for the most part, because they look up to their dad,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Especially when, like, you still see that now, right, Gerald? Because Jaron and Ezra think that you're amazing. Yeah, they they still think that you're the best thing ever. They think you could do anything. And you don't have to be intentional about teaching them about the things that you enjoy. They naturally model what you do. Right. And so I guess that would be what I would say when it comes to prayer or it comes to the things of the Lord. We often, we are like, you got to be intentional with your family. It's like, no, you, you actually don't have to be intentional. You have to be real. And if you're obsessed with Jesus If you're obsessed with prayer, if you're obsessed with reading the word, that will naturally pass on to your kids because kids are good BS detectors. If you're doing it for their sake, like, oh, we need to uh, take this time and pray because I want to be intentional. So that way, you know, prayers intention, know, prayer matters. Right, like they know that this isn't real. They're like, I "Never do this." Yeah, like, why are we doing this, Dad? Like, they can just tell that you're not really doing it for the sake of prayer. You're doing it for their sake. Yeah, and we do that sometimes, right? Like, we're like, "Oh, we're gonna be intentional with our kids about this," and like, they're so. I remember my parents had done that at times, and I would, I would pick that up. I'm like, "This is this is not baloney." Yeah, this isn't really what Dad cares about, but like because people are around, like this is like I remember. Uh, an example of this was my grandma was a little bit more old school and uh, so when she came over for dinner, like she came to visit us and then we were having Sunday dinner, I remember very distinctly my dad was like, the elders are going first, like you're going to wait until all of the adults get their food, then you can eat, right? And it was like this like very like formal thing that he, he put on and I was like, "This this is like, this is because grandma's here. This is nothing to do with the way that we actually eat dinner, right? This is fake, and uh, so like kids know, yeah, you know. Um, I love so, that. so I think it's. I don't think you need to be intentional, and I and I think, I mean, that sounds really great, it's a great term to throw over now and like intentional. But I think the reality is, you need to be real about what you care about. Mm. If you're just passionate about Jesus, that will translate to your kids. Um, That's what I saw from my dad modeled in prayer. It wasn't because he called me out and said, come see how I pray. It's because that's what he cared about. That's what he spent his time on. And as a result, I carry that into my adulthood. And in the reality is I never told him that. Yeah. Right. Right. He... He, he probably never knew that those mornings impacted the way I serve Jesus now. And he's, he's unfortunately, and I'll put this plug out there for everybody and for you guys, we often don't take time to tell our parents things yeah. that, that they do that matter to us, and we don't realize it until they're gone. My dad's been gone now for like uh, 14 years, mm. and there's so many things that I've seen now that I'm like, he's, he modeled for me well in his, he wasn't perfect, but he modeled certain things really well for me in his Christian walk. And I never told him that. And, and now I see that, that those are some things that I have in my life that are pillars in my life. And, um, so I would say like, if you see things like that, that are, that are being built in your life, encourage people with that yeah. let them know like hey this matters You, what you did matters um, you know not that he did it for for the recognition that he was doing something yeah. that mattered but I think oftentimes we don't take that time to tell people yeah. like hey thanks for loving the Lord well
0: yeah it, it, like two things that come to mind as you're sharing that one like could you could you imagine like how much more fruitful or impactful it would have been not only just encouraging your dad like hey thank you but like having conversations with your dad of like hey why do you do that and for him to be blunt and like i love jesus like how much more that would cement in your brain oh i'm supposed to be like i'm supposed to like pray and like have moments before the lord and i think i think conversations about like what are we supposed to do in jesus matter oh for sure um because then to to my second point because i think the reality like you're talking about be being like a sports family or like a soccer family and i think being around sports often um growing up you can play the same sport like you can be obsessed about the same sport but you can go about it the wrong way and i think with christianity i think I think is no different. I think you can be obsessed with, with the hope of serving Jesus. And yet I think the, what you are consumed with and what you think you're in it for can be different than, than again, I think what the fundamentals are, are prayer and scripture. Like that is fundamental. That is what we are supposed to be. And you see it in sports all the time. You see it in in like all kinds of different avenues in life where, Sure, we're playing basketball, but the way I, the fundamentals I've been given of pass, 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 shoot, give the open man can be different than the other guy that's been taught. You're the man and you're the guy and you dribble and you go to the basket and you shoot every time you get the ball. We're playing the same sport, but where I'm like, (sighs) dude, dude, you're doing it. Like you are a ball hog, you're self-centered, you're and for him is like, that's just the way I play basketball. And this is like, well, that's the wrong way. But he was being taught and built yeah, up, and that's the right way, right, by his family, by the yeah. coaches around him. Like he has this idea: this is basketball. You give me the ball, and I'm the all star. Into to the rest of us, like, well, no, the fundamentals are like pass, pass, pass until you get the open man. That's, that's where the coach tells the kids <laughs> they can't shoot. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, but it, but, and you see that, like, coaching, training, like, it matters, because because then you even get coaches that are good people. But then in moments of coaching, they can be like, hey, no one else shoots besides this guy. And you're like, that's terrible advice. <clears throat> and I think I think Christianity is the same way, though. We, we will preach serving. We will preach church services. We will preach kids, helpers, and all these different ministries, all these different things, that these things will help you become a Christian. Again, I think fundamentally, you read our Bibles and what's preached— not what's taught but what's preached is but you should have a prayer life you should have moments of jesus and then and then i think the funny thing is all of us i think most of us go like what does that actually look like and and we've never been taught the fundamentals. We, no one took taken us through like this is what it looks like this is what a you know three man three um man stance looks like or you know, you don't know basketball to you. No, I don't know. I, apparently, I don't. I played it like fifteen <laughs> years. <laughs> I don't know it. I haven't played it in fifteen years either. So I'm like on the other side of it. Man, you're old. Uh, I know. So, um, so I think that's the interesting part for me. When you know, like you said, you don't have to be intentional. I agree. I think the intentionality, though, for me is realizing not everyone actually knows how to do this. Everyone's playing a different yeah. way. Of Christianity that is actually creating a lot of selfish okay. prayers or awkward way of thinking they're living for Jesus and it's like well, that's, that's not really what we're supposed to do.
2: I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how- no. I I think what you're saying, if if I understand correctly, you're saying that the intentional part about it is taking t- taking time to explain why you're doing
0: what you're doing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I I think for me, that's become a real, like... That that comes out of relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Like,
2: if you're... When... A good example would be... I'm going to just keep going back to sports, right? Um, Becky has... Had no idea about football as a whole. Like, the real football. Like tough fo- Your real football, like, football or my real football no my real football okay. like the football that's played by men oh okay um, yeah that's what you call it. they'll they'll break they'll break arms they can break bones and they'll keep playing mm, um not anymore not anymore well the NFL you the seen NFL, in a while, the you? NFL the NFL's you don't watch WWE it <laughs> NFL's like WWE it's all it's all anyways we won't go into that whole whole scripted that's next week yeah that's another another topic but So our son is playing football right in high school and she goes to the games now with me and she doesn't understand, but she starts asking questions Mm -hmm. because she cares about it now. She's interested. Right. Because it's something that our son cares about. He's playing and he's passionate about. I care about. And so she cares about it because we care about it. And now she's trying to understand it. She starts asking questions Why are they doing this? Right. Like, why did that play get called back? Why, why are, you know, why are they kicking the ball now? Right. Like, that sort of stuff. Like, she starts asking and trying to understand. And it's sometimes annoying when you're trying to watch a game. But that's what you, and in life, sometimes it's annoying when our kids stop us or somebody stops us and they're like, why are you doing this? Why does this matter? It's actually kind of annoying. But that's that a moment of intentionality of of people care about why you're doing something because they care about what you're doing because that's what they want to be about too. Mm -hmm. And then you do have to take that moment and and be a little bit frustrated to explain something very basic. Mm -hmm. So that way they understand what's going on and why does this matter?
0: Thinking it through like becoming a family that prays in the way we do it. Um, I don't, it would have been cool to be able to talk to people of like, how did you do it with two kids? Because we had Aaron and Ezra at the time when we were like trying to really do it as a family of like, how this, this is hard. And we go back and forth on this, but without getting too far into it, like for me, it was this thing of like, I don't, no one else is doing it, but it doesn't matter. I know we're supposed to. Like it's, it's, I've come to that realization. Because you're responsible Cause for your I'm walk with Christ. Yeah. So, so it wasn't even like, well, let's just give up. Like I was committed. We were committed. Katie and I like, this is, we're going to become a family of prayer. But how, um, like of a lonely journey that was. And back to your point with your dad and and being able to like comment to him and say, hey, thanks for being example because it's made my life easier. Because now I know it can be done. I've seen it. And not because I'm going to copy it word for word, yeah. but like I see what it looks like to to be able to and the importance of it. Um, and I again, I think the intentionality or that aspect is like realizing like some people maybe they desire it. Like I want to know, but like if you don't know who to ask or you don't see people that are wanting to answer these things, I think you can become frustrated on the other end of like, wait, we're just leaving these things up to chance. And, and not because we should, but when it's hard, it's harder when you like start asking people about their prayer closets, you know, like, what does it look like? And they're like, ah, he's just, it's hard. I'm not that good at it. And, and really what they're trying to say is I don't really have one. And you're like, wait, this is Christianity yeah. in the community I was a part of. It was like, oh, this is strange. Um, and it's unfortunate. Um, and that's more my experience, but like. Going back to like training kids in sports or whatever, um, we are not afraid of of showing kids the fundamental things of of sports or anything. This is what it looks like. And and as parents, we realize we're not the best batters, we're not the best basketball shooters, we're not the best like whatever. But like I know enough to get my kids started so that they can like if they pursue it, they'll get to mature in it. Um. So I think that's like the interesting part. That for me of like, man, like no one told me how hard this was because there's, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know of anyone that does it probably the way we do it and it's hard. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Anyways, it's kind of interesting. I, I think
1: even now up, Kyle, Kyle has an example, when he has start having kids, he's going <laughs> to send that timer. No, <laughs> this has been really good yeah. for me. Just hearing you guys go back and forth, because this has been something that's been stirring on my heart lately. Yeah. I feel like the Spirit's been, like, stirring me on to go deeper. Yeah. And Courtney and I are very young in our marriage, and we're trying to figure these things out. So, yeah. this is really good. Well, it's the way that... You... And both pretty young, for the most part, in our faith. Um, So, it's really good to have an example of how you are with your family and how... You, Gerald are with your family and yeah. not that like we were saying not that we'd copy exactly what you guys are doing but I think I shared with you just like trying to build a habit of prayer and allowing the spirit to be in all parts of my life not just certain parts right um, and that's been really good and it's I feel like it's benefiting our marriage and um, Courtney and I are walking that together and
0: um, that's good,
1: so this conversation is really reaffirming for what I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks.
0: It's good, yeah,
1: it's good and it, the the meditating on his word day and night that's been like replaying in my head over and over again, not and I'm like, am I meditating on his on his word day and night or am I meditating on his word for fifteen minutes out of my day? a little check mark there, yeah. Like I meditated on it for 10 minutes, so I'm good for the rest of the day. And then I struggle about my day because I don't include the Lord in any of it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, a real powerful
2: statement. What you just said, because I think we do that. Like even when we like set time aside and we set our little timer, we set a timer and we could be like, Hey, we did our 15 minutes, yeah. um, so and, now I have. And i garden. Done. done. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm full of the spirit. I'm filled for, and
1: I'll yeah, use, it. I'll use right. it for the day. And, right, and, I'm all good. Yeah, and, and and we we don't. And I was guilty of that for a long time. And I don't. I wouldn't say I was wondering why it wasn't working, but I was like, "There's got to be more." Right. You feel empty. Yeah. You still feel empty. Yeah.
0: Not to not to give a plug to prayer in scripture. Because I think the scripture itself—that's
1: a good thing to plug if <laughs> if that's what you want to plug, and if you we want to encourage sarcastic. people to—but
0: but I think I think those are good things to wrestle with mm-hmm. when you are trying to figure out to be a person of meditation. Yeah, like those are things that we should be contemplating. I think that the scary part is when people are going, "Man, I've been serving at my church, and I don't feel yeah, the Lord." Yeah. <laughs> like that's dude. That's no. that's not way. That's not how you're going to get to the Lord. No. <laughs> So, like, what you're doing, like, you're right where you should be. Yeah. You should be, like, contemplating, well, I've done enough scripture and I've done enough praying. Cool. Keep doing it. Like, good luck. Because I think at some point God's going to reveal, like, okay, is it, are you trying to, like, earn it or are you just trying to bask in it? Versus, like, if you're just, if you're trying to earn God's presence through serving more and giving more and, and God's like, yeah, actually, I actually don't care about those things yeah like those are good things but
1: mine was mine I feel like mine is more of what where where's my heart where's my priority right and that's where my treasure would lie to right and that really convicted me yeah well and you're in such a key spot right now you're you've been married for a year year and that's
2: uh, it. half it. yeah, yeah. It and a half and you're you're starting your family. Yeah. You're, you haven't had kids yet, but you will have kids at yeah. some point. Yeah, The foundation that you're building right now, and it's not to say that just because someone starts out wrong that they can't fix it later. Gerald didn't start his marriage yeah. out that way, but what a difference. Look where he ended up. Huh? Right. But what a difference for you to be contemplating and wrestling through that now yeah. versus where Gerald waited 10 years before he started <laughs> figuring it out. Yeah. Right. Like it's such a difference mm-hmm. in your marriage and where you're at. So, um, I think those are real questions that you're you're wrestling with, and that's a it matters that you're going through that yeah. process, and that's awesome.
1: And it helps to have like a community. I I was seeking a community for so long, and like having you guys and just other groups, and like we say, you can share experience, past experiences, and what has worked and what hasn't worked, and encourage and stir one another on. And that's just been life changing. Yeah. I, w- I would say that,
2: um, I think this community that we have on Friday mornings is like Gerald said it last time. It's yeah. giving. And yeah. I agree yeah. that it is very much so. It's so powerful to have people in your life, men in your life, or if you're a lady, women in your what life that you, that you're doing life with, yeah, right? That you have these hard conversations with and be challenged yeah. by each other. And um because you 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 see things lived out and you live differently when you're and, in light of and
1: we're all and Monty's not here, but we're all very different people, different walks of life, different ages. Yeah. Different church backgrounds.
2: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like our the the four of us, how different we are yeah. in in life. Like yeah, we're we're all we're we're all probably ten to fifteen years apart from each other, right? right. Which is a big difference between you and Monty. Then, Ray right? Monty's the the we can say he's the senior guy, the elder. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> he's not here. He's the old guy. He's <laughs> he's in, which he's in Florida right now, wow. going on a cruise. Which is, nice. is such of, an old you know, fits with it. that, that fits. whole right. It totally fits with yeah. him um, being the elder, and you know comes from a very reform background mm-hmm. in church um i grew up in church and come from a very from a pentecostal standpoint um you and gerald both came to faith later in life mm-hmm. and uh, i had no church upbringing that, right didn't grow up in church and no. you know gerald's got young kids i got medium to old kids Monty has all old kids you haven't started kids yet no you know it is, it is it's interesting like how big of a diverse group that we have yeah. and how
1: rich it is to have conversations to to be challenged to be pushed on you a testament to how the body of christ can come together and do the right. Same purpose right we don't uh, need to all be in the same place in yeah. life
2: to have community together and actually we have better community and we're stronger when we're with people who are in different places because monty gets challenged by us young guys and we get encouraged and challenged by his his
1: experience and yeah. faith. So Similar to you and Katie, I just thought of this year, guys, is when you were having somewhat differences, but when you allowed the Spirit to come and bring you guys to the same purpose, even though you guys were coming at it from different right. different points of views, right. but it was for the same reason. Right. It's just crazy how the Spirit can move in that way.
0: Yeah, brings a collective bunch together yeah. that Probably don't. Because
1: really outside of together. Christ, I don't know if we'd have any common ground. Like, because you hate soccer. <laughs> I don't really hate soccer.
0: I like how that's how you're going to start off. Yeah. You guys wouldn't be friends because you hate you soccer. Hate soccer. I, was, I
2: wouldn't say I hate you soccer. You hate on soccer yeah, a lot. I do hate on it a lot. But <laughs> I wouldn't say I hate it. I just, I recognize the truth about sports. That's all. What's that? Well, that soccer's not, I mean,
1: it's not a sport. It's not a very manly sport. It's like golf. Have you ever played soccer? Why is, I have played soccer. Why does a sport have to be manly for it to be good?
0: I don't know if you've ever played soccer. I played you soccer played, as a kid. When, like, when you're four, five? No.
1: Oh. Come play me now. I'll show you manly. <laughs> I'm sure I would have like a heart attack if I played now. <laughs> Soccer's a lot of running. Yeah. That's not manly? It's, it's work. That's not manly? Yes, it is. But there, I mean. Is you saying Bolt not manly? He runs a lot.
2: I've never met Usain Bolt. He's a beast.
1: Yeah. I've never met
2: Usain Bolt. Like, it's fair. Well, I'm just saying, right? Like, I, I can't speak to his manliness just because he runs a lot.
1: There's a lot You're of... you on calling all soccer play. players not manly.
0: How, how, I, 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 in I, real, <laughs> like, how much are this soccer thing are you perceiving through, like, professional soccer? Oh, all of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All of it. Like you just watch, and you're you're probably just watching highlights. You're probably just watching reels. Oh,
2: for sure, I watch the highlights (laughs) of soccer players like flailing
1: about. (laughs) Oh yeah, like like they get barely brushed. Um, That's terrible. And then that's just one minute of the entire game. That yeah, but it's also
2: a little bit boring when a high
1: scoring game is like two to one. That's like, be- oh, man, that but was that's a good be- game. But that's because one. Americans created this fake scoring system in football. You score a touchdown, and for some reason it's six points. Yeah. But if you score three touchdowns or two
0: touchdowns, it's three to two. In sports in general, m- m- like baseball created, like it creates offense. Like they're trying to create offense. They want more scoring. Because scoring is fun. Sure. Right, for sure. But that's not, like, how is that entertaining when you're, like, basketball at this point, they're scoring on average, like, 120 points a game. Right. Basketball is it's dumb. Boring. It's like, all they're doing is just, like, it's just score points. I saw one. Football's they, going in the same direction.
1: I saw they put up 150 in one game. I'm like. Base, yeah. That's why baseball <laughs> is the best sport. That's why yeah, it does They're
0: trying to the yes. do the same thing. They're trying to create more. Roles. There's so
2: much strategy in the baseball. Yeah. and There's so much. You really got to think. Yeah. It. You hate baseball. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Baseball's boring. It's slow. No. It's slow. It's not boring. Yeah. I l I don't get me wrong, like I love playing baseball because like especially like not professional and like not toddlers, like, it's fun, but it's it's pretty slow. <laughs> it's slower. When you find some common. it's, it's like here. golf. Golf is slow. Golf is If slow. you watch golf, golf's boring. Golf on T V is the dumbest thing exactly. in the world. But you play golf and you're like, hey, this is fun. It's a very I like the slow
2: pace. Golf so I is like not that. fun do play playing it's golf so frustrating <laughs> oh yeah it mocks you yeah. But when you hit one good shot you're like man this it is captivates fun. you all right so uh, last story and then i think we gotta we gotta wrap up anyways um we gotta get to work but golf like so i played baseball and i didn't play in college and play professional right so i played you know as a teenager in middle school getting of <laughs> high school and So, the the pitches are coming in at like 60, 65 miles an hour. So, nothing crazy, but I could hit a ball coming at me at 65 miles an hour. So, like, how hard can golf be? The ball doesn't move. So, like, I could hit that ball and I could drive it, right? So, I went, I had to a a work thing. And so, I went to this golf tournament. And you had never played up to that point? No, never played. All (laughs) right. So I was like, how hard can it be? Yeah. Huh? The ball doesn't sure, move. It just sure. sits there. Yeah. And then. Uh, going to be hit. Yeah. And so I even was, I was like, I'm going to be like ready be proactive. I went and took a golf lesson the day before. So I was like. That's now, classic. No, I'm ready. <laughs> like I'm going to cream this thing. Yeah. And you get up there and you swing. And you missed. And you miss like three times in a row. Like this is freaking stupid. <laughs> it mocks you. Like the little yeah. ball just sitting there laughing at you. And then you hit it. And it goes five feet. <laughs> and they're like, what the heck? So, yeah, golf is.
1: And then fun. you finally hit it good, but then it
0: goes 300 yards to In the left. long way. I don't know what's worse, I honestly. Yeah. Like, you miss it, it's frustrating. And then when you, sh- like, just completely. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: a humbling sport. Yeah, it is. Anyway, Very humbling. Well, That's great.
2: Kyle, thanks for coming. Gerald, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us all together. I think that is awesome. So. All right. Well, you guys have a great day. Great week. Till next week. Till next. We'll see you then. All right.